All right, so my best is in the cup at Mornington, which is a small, surprisingly small field for the, you know, it's big money and there's a ticket to the Caulfield Cup up for grabs, so there's a bit there. But it's, um, I think all that's really missing is a bunch of 25 to 1 chances because I think the top, I think the top end is held up. I think that's a, it's actually quite a good Mornington Cup. Um, Pondus is the early favourite, I think. Drag up a market and tell me. Just. But it's Pondus versus Crystal Pegasus, and I think both of them would be good Mornington Cup winners. Then you've got the mighty Canberra Cup winner there, Sacramento, who I think probably has to nick it on the map to win it. I think the other two are better horses than him. I really like Sacramento as a horse, but he's he's stitched up for talent here, I think. Um, Pondus was a classic, like, he ran in the blamey, the farcical slow blamey, and just poked around behind them, and they zinged home there. Zaki, inspirational girl running, you know, where group one horse splits, and he's no chance in that scenario, and then goes to 2,000 metres heavily backed and returns to pretty much his absolute A1 form. Classic. Classic. Um, you say that as if you uh, didn't catch the train. Either. I didn't catch the train, no. Um but he backs up from that and that's it, it. it's all very Lloyd and he'll run really well again and he's a good horse. As I said, I think he's well up to being a, a Mornington Cup winner. But I reckon Crystal Pegasus can leapfrog him because he's another Waller that's taken a long time. He's from one of the best Monar families in the world, Crystal Pegasus. Crystal Ocean in there. Crystal Etoile, like a Crystal Capella. There's a swag of strong staying 24, 2,800-metre horses. Um... And he never ran over it. And then last start he ran it. And then he's getting better, this preparation. Even though he's not a young horse, but he's getting better, this preparation. Been much better. And then goes to 2600 last start and explode. Like his late work there was, was like, why haven't you been racing over a mile and a half all the time? <laughs> um, absolutely trashed the Adelaide Cup place getters there. So they've gone over to Adelaide and run really well. Um, and five lengths flattered them. So he's really, really steamed them. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd have to improve much on that too. I think that gives him a real shot at Pondus and I reckon he might just go again. And if he does that... Game over. Game over. Good bet. Um, the group one tonight, I actually tipped up trekking at 25 to 1. Marabi's the odds-on favourite. Odds on seems kind of get it because it's a weak Group One and and she's obviously the Australian Stakes track and distance figure is yeah she might she might just be able to repeat one of her last two figures and win but I see her at odds on and I'm it's too tempting to go hunting for for things to beat her. Jonko ran a stinker in the Oakley Plate first up but he pulled up with respiratory issues and he did exactly the same thing first up in the spring and then he was stiff in the Premier in Sydney and then won the Manicato. So he can do that. So you can forgive him straight off a shocker and he's good enough to make sure she runs her best. Um, but I reckon trekking's just a... Trekking, you can ignore trekking in a race like the the lead-up over a thousand first up because that's just not him. He's not a lead-ups horse. He's a big high-pressure horse. He's won a Goodwood. He's won a Stradbroke. He's run big ratings in two Everest, which he's not good enough to win an Everest. But he's... um. He's good, at, like he's the sort of horse that's going to turn up there and run as well as he can in an Everest. 
because he thrives on that pressure and that's Mooney Valley and that's why he's got three group one placings at Mooney Valley and a couple of them stiff too where um, because of the nature of the track they turn into helter skelter big fields there's going to be there's going to be tragedies in this it's helter skelter they'll be flying there'll be horses getting hip and shouldered trekking lives for it when you're a big Stradbroke winner you know you love those sort of races that's the sort of horse he is so um, I don't think he's loved the valley I think he's been unlucky every time he stepped around there He's certainly been unlucky a couple of times. So yeah. he's due. <laughs> yeah. He's due for a split. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the valley. But that's the joy of, you know, taking 25s and not a $1.75. A couple of scratchings in there, I see. Which is interesting. Um, yeah, I thought there's actually a lot of horses in there that are, that's, you know, Marabi, sure. But there's a lot of interesting horses in there. Said so John Cobb, interesting. The Astrologist and September Run were in the big fast but weird new market. Um, I must have a chance. Standout is an interesting horse to me because he's just been MIA for so long, but there's little glimmers and he's obviously a good track horse. So, um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's so ob- obviously he's a big odds chance, but it's not ridiculous. Like it, he's, a, he's always been pretty gifted, right? It's a good favourite out market race. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Like who is favourite with her? I know it's September run, but. Would she be favourite? It would be an interesting debate, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. When that's, I mean, this is why I want to have a bet. Maybe it would be, I'd, he wouldn't be favourite, but maybe I would think about marking trekking favourite mm. without her, which would be um, just part of the reason why I think he's a, a bet worth having at bigger than 20s. But yeah, I mean, Jonker, you know, people, people don't, and, and they're kind of right. In the grand scheme of things, not to back horses off running dead last last time, but he's got a pattern of that. Um, Key switch, frog on. Yeah, God, he's going to grab him, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh God, let him run. Oh no. Well, that'll be entertaining if nothing else. He's just going to ride shotgun for the favourite by the look of it. Well, trekking's got the you know good stalking jock from a good stalking draw in a good stalking scenario and a hot pace and a good horse on his day. Talking yourself into it, aren't you? No, it just looks a good gamble to me. So, yeah, he's my uh, each-way play. What's your best up in Sydney? Comes up in the emancipation. Not often you'd hear me talking up Melbourne form in Sydney, but I think the two mares that one at Flemington clear out here. But the shame about this is Kiss on All Four Cheeks isn't going to run by the sounds of it. Not unless it miraculously dries up. I watched a bit of the soccer there at Stadium Australia last night. That's pretty close to Rose Hill, isn't it? It was tipping down. Yeah, I, d- I don't think there are. Uh, I mean, if she's going to run in the Doncarts, I'm not why she even accepted for this anyway. But I would mark Anavisto five to four with Kiss on all four cheeks in the race. Oh. Yeah, so I'll Would you really? Oh, yeah. I think she's... Big a, difference. Yeah. I think... She's a very, very likely winner, and I'll play deduction lotto because I think she's a odds-on chance after Kiss on All Four Cheeks comes out of the race. They obviously had an opinion of Ana Visto early on, and harping back to what you always beat your drum about, they've just taught her to race because she had those issues where she would be really fierce. She was a hothead, yeah. Hothead, and they've just taken their time with her. She went out. Last preparation, she won well second up, and then she's just gone enormous there first up. At they also put the queen of the hotheads on her. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Carr, who doesn't fight. Yeah. She works with horses, not on them. Good trick. <laughs> and ran a new peak, 115. The average winning time form rating for this race the last five years is 111. So she's already a more than above average winner of the race. And I'll be surprised if she takes a backward step second up. The queen of the turf is the next step for her. The average winning rating for that the last five years is 113. So she's already marked up to be winning the group one. So I think she wins on Saturday and I would be taking, I think he can still get around $15 for her to win that queen of the turf. Yonsi's favourite at the moment who, very lovable horse, but geez, that's a bit how you're going, I think. Interesting with Forbidden Love, I doubt she runs because she'll run in the Doncast and I don't think they'll go to the well again after that. Oh, she'll be looking for the paddock after Thunderstruck mauls her. So she, <laughs> she's out of the market. The Phillies are always interesting in the race. They have a great record, so they'll hold a fair sway in the early market. But I I don't think it's crazy to mark Ana Visto favourite for the Queen of the Turf now off that first up run. So I think there's a bit of juice there. Would have been interesting for Kiss on All Four Ticks to be in the race, how they fed up, because ratings-wise there's not that much between what they did first up or Kiss on All Four Ticks when I say first up, first up over here. But I think Ana Visto with the map advantage, Jamie Carr, she's just going to stalk the two. She'll take him at the whenever Jamie feels comfortable and she'll just win. So, Oof. yeah, right. I haven't been confident like this for a while. I think this is a put-in-take-out job because I don't think the Sydney Phillies are much good, the mares, in this. And X-Pac and Vangelic are just going to ride shotgun for her and she's just going to tag him and the ones settling behind her won't be able to run her down. Easy game, right? Sounds like it. <laughs> and then one other other bet on the program is Russick still in the last. I've been caught out with this in the past before, worrying about horses that are qualified for the provincial championships final and whether they really want to win the semi-final. But I don't think Hugh Bowman's going to be able to do much about it. It looks a two-horse race on paper. Taksu obviously looks hard to beat Leeds, but got it all right. On speed last start, Rustic Steel was awesome. I think he's a really nice horse, progressive. And, you know, it's 130 grand up for grabs. So from that draw, Huey parks him, I, I guess, just forward of midfield. And I think he looks very hard to beat. They are the two main bets for me. And I do think Duas is more likely than her early price at this stage. So few that I like at Rose Hill for Saturday. 